Let me just eliminate all of the white noise for They're you. They're counting on you not understanding what this is all about. They want to create conflict. They want to create this chaos. They want you to be stupid. This is the Conservative Daily Podcast with Joe Waldman. Yeah, I'm a threat because I'm telling you what the Constitution says. And Max McGuire. The flak is the heaviest when the bomber is right above the target about to open the bomb bay doors. And now the Conservative Daily Podcast is on the air. Welcome back to another issue of the Conservative Daily Podcast. My name is Max McGuire. My name is Joe Oltman. Without further ado, Mr. Producer, let's change the title. Without further ado, we do have a guest this morning, Miss Ann Vandersteel. Ann, welcome to the show. Gentlemen, it's an honor to be with you. Thanks for having me today. Sorry I'm not in studio. Forgot I, my key. To, I, I got there. <laughs> I wanted to I wanted to do we have Ann Vandersteel, just because I thought it would be oh, kind of Oh, the Clay cool. Clark intro? Yeah, I figured I'd just do the Clay Clark interview. Vandersteel. Uh, I know. He's crazy. He's crazy fun, though. He's crazy he is fun. crazy fun. Clay. Good dude. Good dude. Very good dude. Really so good I, dude. I should probably say it so you could take it back to Clay. I don't believe he's Illuminati. And I've, sa- I've said oh, it God. now three or four times, but he's not Illuminati. <laughs> He's not. It's just, you know, the, 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 the strange things that are circulating out there about all of us, it's really quite entertaining when you sit back and think about it. I could probably write a, a chapter, a 20 chapter book on all the different strange things that have been said about me alone. And I, I think I might call it, uh, uh, let's see, guerrilla meme warfare. My life is a social media assassin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I don't, I, I, I don't, and, and we try to, we try to get, to the bottom of things, right? Which I have done, you have done. And then all of a sudden you become the enemy of that particular individual. So a lot of things to talk about on how we stay focused on mission. I constantly exactly. talk about it. And we have to be a little bit more thick skinned than, than we are. It's okay if people disagree with us. It's okay. It should yeah. be okay, right? It, it should it be should okay. Be. And we should not have to pick a side of the football team on the team that we're on while all the muskets are faced that way. We start doing this. And they don't have to do all the heavy work's been done for us. And they know that we're strong. And that's, that's why they're, that, that's why they're infiltrating and doing the things that they're doing on our side. That's exactly right. But we're going to keep going. We're going to just keep going because the finish line is in sight, gentlemen. It really, really is. And uh, I, I know that we, the people are waking up. It's not just happening in this country. We're seeing it happen all over the world. I mean, the stuff that I see coming out of Amsterdam with the police being, you know, talk about Nazis and brown shirts. It's it's like we're having a, a flashback to 1938 all over again. It's just happening, you know. But the, the really cool thing is that people are actually recognizing now that the cabal and the big pharmaceutical industries have absolutely been toxic. I mean, I don't know if you saw RFK's article he put out recently, Robert Kennedy Jr.'s article in the Children's Health Defense, where he exposed Jake Tapper, who we all know is a POS, uh, and his complicitly to cover up the big pharmaceutical industry and the fact that these people have known since 1990 that the, the level of toxicity of mercury in the cumulative amount of shots going into these kids is what's created autism. They've known about it and they covered it up. Our own government did, big pharmaceutical. It's clear they're working together. We know about the childhood safety vaccine of 1986, you know, that law that was passed that gives them immunity. I mean, it's just in the EUA giving immunity for the vaccines today. This is the liability protection and the shielding that has gone on for big pharmaceutical industries is is just beyond a crime against humanity. I mean, it's truly demonic what they've done and gotten away with. And people are finally starting to figure that out. And when you start to tell people you can't 
go have dinner with somebody because they're not vaccinated yeah. and you are, and you've got to put a wall between you guys. People are like, wait a minute, this is insane. Yeah. And all these people that are vaxxed are in the hospital with COVID. Imagine that. I was on vacation last week, so I was trying to zone out of all politics, but some things did reach me. And one of the stories that reached me was that um, refugee settlements are not getting the vaccine because the refugees are demanding um, recourse if the vaccine hurts them. So yep. the, manu the vaccine manufacturers do not have immunity in these refugee camps because technically as, as international law works, it's not a state entity, right? And when, you, when you're looking right. at areas in the world where they are failed states like Somalia, if you have a Somali refugee camp in parts of Somalia, who's going to enforce like agreements with Pfizer to give them immunity? The Somali government's not going to, what the warlords? So all of these, all around the country, the UN is having a hard time getting refugees to get the vaccine because the manufacturers, the pharmaceutical companies don't have liability protections in these refugee camps. And it's just, it's, it's, it's such a crazy story because they have no problem forcing it on Americans or in, in Israel, it's been well-documented what the Israeli government did with, with Pfizer. Right. Um, right. So the media doesn't seem to care that people are being forced or coerced into taking it without any recourse if it kills them or hurts them. But the big story is, oh no, the refugees. And it's just one, that's a story that got, <laughs> that reached me through my little zone out bubble. And, and it just, it was and, shocking. And Max, you know, what's even crazier is that Fort Dix in New Jersey has 70,000 mm -hmm. Afghan refugees right now in it. Think about that. That's, yeah. a, that's a big, that's a bigger city. That's actually a comparable size city to where I used to live in Jupiter, Florida. I think when I left, we were around 60, 70,000 people in Jupiter, Florida. It's probably more because of all the people moving down. But Jupiter is a beautiful, booming it, little suburb, yeah. city, whatever. That, that, <laughs> would make Fort Dix, that would make Fort Dix one of the biggest cities in New Jersey, one of the biggest towns it would. in New Jersey, <laughs> exactly which is right. insane. I, I used to spend a lot of time there when I lived in New Jersey because there was a shooting range at Fort Dix. Um, yep. No, and, and there, there's no, there's no policy there's no proposal for it where they put these people they're just going to live there indefinitely until they decide to sneak them into our our communities yeah that's uh, welcome to the united commie socialists of america here we are folks we have arrived it's not funny but it's it's sad actually so yeah here's where we are this is one of the reasons why i decided to become an american state national joe you've heard me talk about this a little bit on the health and freedom tour but i decided that the 14th amendment uh, citizenship, the federal citizenship of a bankrupt corporate entity known as the United States. You know, there's there's a lot of things people may or may not understand that some people have heard about the Act of 1871 and all this stuff. The, the truth of the matter is there is a United States and the federal government is part of a, a, a municipal, a corporate entity that was part of Washington, D.C. that was only supposed to be Washington, D.C., 10 square miles. But the 14th Amendment basically hijacked all of the state's sovereignty and made anybody who opted into Social Security a 14th Amendment federal citizen. Therefore, you've exchanged your God-given rights, your Bill of Rights, and you've exchanged them for government privileges, the privilege to get welfare, the privilege to get student loans, to get Social Security, to get health care, all this stuff that our Constitution... So you don't have to pay guys, Social Security? You don't have to pay Social Security anymore? You don't have to pay FICA? I don't pay Social Security. I don't have to pay into it anymore. I don't have to pay income taxes, personal income taxes anymore. Because can you get all your money out that you put in? Yes, you I can. I put a lot of money in. 
<laughs> yeah. I, I put a lot of money into the system over the last you know, 25 years. Yes, you can, Joe. Yes, you can. You get anything you put in, you get out. You get out. But it isn't just about, you know, getting out of paying taxes because corporations pay taxes. And I have a company. You have a company. A lot of people own companies. A lot of people own LLCs because of the, you know, there are tax advantages to running your business through an LLC because your businesses can, you know, write off expenses that are business related and stuff. But free people, people that are truly free, uh, are not 14th Amendment federal citizens of a bankrupt entity known as the United States. Free people don't pay taxes. That's how our our country was designed. And what they've done is they've hijacked that whole that whole idea. The other thing that people don't know is the 13th Amendment. Actually, the original 13th Amendment was all about preventing titles of nobility from ever serving in the United States government. In other words, you had to swear your allegiance to America uh, and if you were a, a British, you know, a, a, a prince or a knight or whatever, you had to say, I'm no, I, I you know, I'm getting rid of my title. I, I want no part of that. I want to be an American. And if you were a, a prince or a knight, you couldn't serve in government. So a knight was also known as a squire or an esquire. And today yeah. we have a lot of esquires sitting on Capitol Hill. They're, they're called attorneys, attorneys and they're yeah. here to turn and they re present you in front of a corrupt court, the Admiralty Court System, which is a court of business, a commerce court. Well, people aren't supposed to be able to contract with corporations. Corporations can contract with corporations. People contract with people. So there is a big schism in all of the stuff that's going on. And, and your jurisdiction has to be resettled. And, and you need to uh, correct your status as a free people in the country, not as a citizen of the corporate of the bankrupt corporate United States. And that's what I've done. And I'm really excited about it because this this movement has exploded right now. And um, if we want to restake and reclaim our republic, not a, we're not a democracy, we're a republic and, and go back to Republican form of government or states yeah. have sovereignty. Right. And the federal government is there to administer our military, and make sure our military protects us. If we want to go back to that, the only way to do it is to just basically say, I'm not part of this federal government anymore. I'm part of my state. I'm a state national. I live in Florida. And that's where my allegiance right now resides. So I'm, I'm hugely excited about it. And the guy that actually that got me going on this was a gentleman named Bobby Lawrence. Bobby ran for Senate in Pennsylvania in 2018. He was leading over the other primary uh, Republican candidate, Lou Barada. And at that time, um, President Trump wanted to support Lou because Lou had been there for the president. So Bobby was approached by somebody on President Trump's team and said, hey, if you don't mind, step aside. We've got something else for you to do. And that's when David Strait, who was the chairman or the commissioner, I should say, of President Trump's Child Sex Trafficking Commission, contacted Bobby in early 2020 and said, hey, why don't you take a look at this? This is the direction we need the country to go in order to reclaim the republic. We need people to stop paying into the system. So basically, this is how, you know, Clay Clark says, defund the swamp, refund yeah. the kingdom. Well, we are refunding the kingdom of Jesus Christ because we're finding other patriots like ourselves and we're supporting those that are defunding the swamp. And one way to do it is to stop paying into the system. And so this is what I've done. I still an American. I have a passport. I'm in the process of applying for my passport. It it's just means I'm no longer a blue passport holder of a federal com of a federal company. I'm an American state national. And so that passport comes from the United States government? It comes from, uh, yes, it comes from the United States government recognizing you as a resident alien in the country, as an American resident alien. Fascinating. Fascinating. It, it, still, can you still run for office? 
Yeah, you can absolutely still run for office. In fact, you can still vote. You vote as a delegate, which has the power of four votes. Well, maybe. <laughs> okay, so don't let's not give the radical left any ideas. I mean, to get four votes, <laughs> it, would, it would totally change everything. And Biden wins by 944 million people. Uh, no, <laughs> I mean, it really, no, no. It could, you know, it, it could get really bad. It could get bad. But you know what, Joe, like this is what we were talking about earlier, like the election integrity aspect of everything we've got. We've got so much data. We were talking about this off camera, right, guys? We have so much data right now sitting on the sidelines waiting to be heard by somebody. We, You know, there's a lot of people putting the data out. The people that are getting the data are putting the data out. They're doing their own podcasts. They're going on your show, my show, all kinds of shows. But the mainstream media, eh, they're not listening to it because, of course, they don't want to because they're paid not to. But I believe that we've got to get that data in front of an entity that can adjudicated. And that entity is either going to be coming from the state governments, the local state governments, in other words, you know, state of Arizona, Wisconsin, Georgia, Florida, whatever, doesn't matter. Each state has got to stand up and decide whether or not they accept the data as is or the data that, I mean, I'm sorry, excuse me, accept the election results as is, or they look at the data and go, wait a minute, there was a, a grievous error made here. It was a fraud on, on our state, on our, on our electors, on our, on our voters, and we've got to retract the electoral votes that they put in the Biden column and either bring them back to neutral and hold another election or put them in the Trump column. If those states can't get that done, we got to look at the Supreme Court. And I know we talked about this. Um, maybe uh, Mr. Producer could put that piece up on the screen. I think we should talk about this joke is, you know, we have a lot of problems in our camps where people are shooting each other and we're, we've got all this data. We should be presenting this data to somebody. Don't you think this, this case right here? I don't know, Joe, have you had a chance to read this or Max, I have you had a chance to look at this case? So this is the civil courts, the, sorry, the civil rights violation. Um, yeah, was, it's the uh, case in front of the Supreme Court under seal right now. It was filed under seal. It's been in the Supreme Court on Clarence Thomas's desk since Kelly Sorrell, who is uh, the relator, the plaintiff, she's a, an American Indian. And yeah. uh, her civil rights were violated because her votes were disenfranchised. Her vote was disenfranchised in, in, in uh, Texas, where she's from. But uh, it's not just that. It's she's suing all 50 states for disenfranchising votes of minorities under the Civil Rights Act and under the HAVA Act of 2002. And the Help America Vote Act was responsible. Federal dollars, your tax dollars, Max, yours, mine, everybody's federal dollars were funding states to do you know, clean and fair elections. And we know now that didn't happen. So this case is beautiful because it says on a federal level it has standing unlike the other states that came before the Supreme Court, and we were all pissed off, you know, Sidney Powell had cases, Lynn Wood had cases, other attorneys had cases. We all got mad because none of those cases had standing. We're like, what the heck is going on? How do you not have standing? Well, the Supreme Court was accurate when they said, hey, you're supposed to run your elections and tabulate your votes. If you guys screwed it up, clean up your house. Well, a lot of people in all 50 states, some with notoriety, some they've never heard of before, have done these amazing jobs of proving election fraud in all 50 states. So you know we have the data. And some people are pissing over each other who has better data and who owns it. It doesn't matter. The data is that speaks for itself at this point. So let's take a platform like this case right here and let's use it to walk it through the door because it's been sitting on Thomas's desk since August, which means it hasn't been burned down after 90 days, hasn't been kicked out. And I believe we actually have a shot to get this data through. What do you guys think? Well, I, I think that there's the, the, the problem is, and, and here's my problem, is that we heap, we heap evidence onto a pile, right? So that pile gets bigger and bigger and bigger, and here's all the evidence. But the evidence that was just presented last week disappears. 
the evidence that is relevant, I think relevant fully to the stealing of elections, is the forensics behind what is behind the machines specifically. Like who is behind the machines? Right. We get to math and science and behavior, and now we have civil rights violations. I, I think that there has to be a slowdown, and maybe we'll do that here. Maybe we could do that collectively. There has to be a slowdown of all the evidence where you start to go point by point and have peers review that evidence and say, is this true? Which is what I was trying to do with Shiva, by the way, and Jovan, is that I wanted to hear him out. Now, I, I wouldn't have attacked Jovan the way that, that Shiva attacked Jovan. I wouldn't have done that, right? I'm not Jovan, though, but I had to hear him out. So I think if we take this evidence on this case specifically and it fails, we don't throw it out and go back and say, oh, let's try again. And that's what we keep doing. Every time that the radical left puts a roadblock up, we walk away from that roadblock. We, we, right. have, to, we have to get people in the gap. We have to get people to stand up for American values in the gap. It is going to take right. a concerted effort of millions of Americans that say, listen, they stole our election. They stole it. Let's, let's call it what it is. They stole, we know they stole it. Now, what is it? What's the new number? What's the new number, Mr. Producer? Find that for me. Of Americans that feel that the election was stolen. 71%. Is it 71%? I think it was 71% of Republicans. It was like 31% of independents. But it's like 58% and, of... And 4% and 4 of, of Democrats. Uh, 40, that's the latest number I saw. 40% of Democrats. No, I, I saw 44. 4. 0, 4. That was the latest. No, I don't think. I don't. I don't think so. No, I don't think so, I Max. I think Joe's right. It no, was thirty something before. It was like thirty-six or thirty-eight last time I looked. It's probably north of forty. That's whether now. or not. That's whether or not Joe Biden is illegitimate. Oh, was that question? So maybe no. maybe people have asked it in a way that got more. <laughs> maybe illegitimate is too broad a term. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but but I think that I think that we have to take a more studious approach to what we're doing with the data, right? And take and and be more yeah. mature on how we present it. You know, I get fired up over things that I think are super important when I see that people are being disenfranchised. I get super fired up about that. But overall, when we start looking at the data, it's hard to ignore, and the, the, the data that's in Maricopa County should have, should have disqualified it. The fact that the, the ballot boxes, forget anything else. If we start stacking the data, were the ballot boxes sealed when they were delivered to the audit? They were not. Nope. Can you have a safe and secure election where the ballot boxes are open at all? No. You can't. How do you, think, how do you protect the chain of custody? How do you know someone didn't screw around with the ballots? You don't we know. know they did. This is the problem we saw in Florida, 2018. Yes. How about, remember the story about the ballots where the ballot images showed that the same ballot was in two different ballot uh, precincts? They had ballot yep. images. And they were the same little swirly number deal, and they were in two different precincts. The possibility of that happening are nil. When you laid them over Correct. top of each other, they were identical. What happened to that evidence, right. Anne? <laughs> what happened to it? This is what I'm talking about. There, there's more yeah. than enough evidence to prove yeah. that the election was stolen. When we start getting into the schematics and the system architecture of Dominion voting systems and ES&S and Smartmatic, it is, does not take a rocket scientist to look at it and go, this is not a secure machine. It's not secure. I could break, I could right. break that machine in a half a minute. In a half a minute. And be, having the ability to pull the ICX and, and bypass the system 
is not secure. A secure is secure. You count the here are the ballots over here. You count them, and here's the outcome. So, Joe, you're making an awesome case right there. That's just one one piece of this whole big fraud cocktail, if you will. There's a lot of things of fraud, right? We know there was ballot harvesting. We know there was mail-in ballots. We know there was people who were illegally there that had driver's license and registered to vote. There's just a ton of different ways that they stole this election, not to mention the cyber stuff that, you know, they piled in there as well. We have so much evidence. So I think right there, your particular case you're talking about, your your piece of the evidence that's yeah. that's clearly that there's a problem, is enough for the Supreme Court to go, yeah, there there's somebody who can prove that we have disenfranchised voters right there. But, you start adding in all the other layers of the cocktail or soup or cake or whatever you want to call it that got baked into stealing this yeah. election. I, I think that's, a, uh, again, do you care, Joe, if it's you that proves that or Max or me? I don't care. No. Look, it, one man will not save this country. And I've, I've said this Correct. to Jovan. I've said this to Joe Flynn. I've said this to Lynn Wood. I've said this to everybody. One man will not save this nation. It will take a concerted effort. And Americans are looking to for leadership to act like leaders, not like petulant right. children. They're, yeah. they're acting. They're acting. They're, they want us to do the right thing and to stand in the gap. And they'll stand with us. But they start yep. to stand in the gap and they start to stand down in there and create density. And then they're like, bah, 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 bah. and they're like this. They look around. And they're like, I'm out of here. What, what is this? No, no, no so, it, 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 it becomes so childish. I don't want to I don't want to do any of the mudslinging, but when we have people who are on this show as guests multiple times and we bring on another guest who critiques their work and all of a sudden they're they're issuing copy strikes against us, copyright strikes against us. I mean, it's childish. It, it really it really, really is. I, I did pull up that poll that I was just mentioning. If we put up my screen, yeah. there's lots of them like this. This was from UMass Amherst at the end of December. Um, do you believe that Joe Biden's victory in 2020 was legitimate or not legitimate? Out of, out of all respondents, 33% said probably or definitely not legitimate. 58 said probably or definitely legitimate. And then on the Democrat side, 46%. No, the blue is is they think that Joe Biden is good. That's okay, legitimate. All right. The red is illegitimate. So if you look on the Democrat side, 2% said probably okay. illegitimate. 2% said definitely illegitimate. So the Democrats have a lot of, uh, they need to wake up. <laughs> They're not quite there yet. Well, I don't, I don't, yeah. So and I don't even think that's also a UMass uh, poll. I mean, there's yeah. there's other polls that have come out that have showed that that number is at 61 or 62% yeah. of the entire well, country, including Democrats. Mm -hmm. Right. When you ask it differently, when you say, do you believe that election fraud impacted the results? That's where you start seeing that Democrat number shift yeah. a little bit mm -hmm. closer towards the center. When you ask them to say, do you think that Joe Biden won legitimately or not? Democrats aren't ready to make that leap. Well, they're not right. willing to make that leap for a lot of reasons. But I think it has a lot more to do with the fact that they're if they admit that they have a paradigm crash and there has to be a paradigm crash on every level at in every political party or no political party in order for us to recapture our country. We have to have a paradigm crash because right now we're a whole lot of uneducated on both sides of the, of the table. And we have Republicans and Democrats that are really birds of the same, of the same bird or wings of the same bird, right? They, they, there is no difference between Republicans and Democrats. You hear, you hear Ted Cruz come out and attack, and maybe you can talk about this. He attacked the January 6th prisoners and called the, what happened on January 6th the, the equivalent of a terrorist attack. I mean, Ted Cruz will never, ever, ever regain the trust of tens of millions of Americans as a result of that. Correct. I, I think that was a, an, a grievous uh, error on his behalf. And, you know, 
Is it because he's part of the system or is it because he truly has dis misinformation and didn't understand that, you know, the FBI was part of that whole insurrection in leading good people into the building that were astray? And frankly, the people that were in the building not doing any damage. Look, we've all seen hundreds, if not thousands of hours of footage of good patriots walking around inside the little red stanchion ropes, looking around, taking pictures and leaving. Like that was a common thing that happened. I watched it happen from outside. I saw people go in, I saw people come out and they were like, wow, you know, they thought they were actually part of the process. They thought they were gonna help. They didn't think about that they were just, you know, in, interrupting a proceeding and that there was people that were trying to, you know, break into the chambers and hurt people. I don't think those people thought that. I mean, you could see it based on the yeah. people that were there. It was a very jovial, great atmosphere outside. People were praying. It was beautiful. It was very family oriented. A lot of kids yeah. there. So it wasn't at all. And on any given day, on any given day, you on any given yeah. day when there isn't security, you walk by the Capitol and you see people sitting on those walls, eating their lunch, all eating a sandwich. Put on their phones or sitting on the wall, they actually have charged people with the crime of standing on an architectural element, which is basically you you sat or stood on the wall, therefore you should be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. It's just it's it's ridiculous. It's it's totally ridiculous. It's one hundred percent government overreach. I mean, again, you know, I I point to what I did because I I felt like you know our government has gotten so completely completely crazy, bloated, and out of control. You know, nineteen agencies were to be chartered by the by our constitution, including the military. We have over six thousand bureaucracies, bloated, monolithic organizations that have now been, thanks to Franklin Delano Roosevelt's nineteen thirty five Federal Register Act that Franklin Delano Roosevelt signed an executive order saying that, you know, he can stand up an agency and appoint, not, a, not, not elect, appoint an agency head and delegate his power of the executive branch to that agency head to then mandate laws. That's completely, a, that's a felony, first of all. It's totally unconstitutional, yet we have 6,000 agencies just like that. That's the cancer, that's the administrative state, otherwise known as the deep state. That's what's running this country right now as a bankrupt corporation. And we're just woo, printing money. You know, yeah. it's like, yay. It's no, it's not yay. It's totally diabolical. It's demonic. And we now have people who have been murdered by our own federal government, a la Fauci and the CDC, NIH, NIAID. You know, and you, you so th this is when Ted Cruz says stuff like that. I put him in that category as someone who is completely doesn't understand. He's supposed to be a constitutional lawyer. Like he doesn't understand yeah. that. Whose team is he playing for here? And I think that's my problem is that we have, you know, Clarence Thomas has been one of the, I think, thank uh, God, effective voices inside of the, of the uh, Supreme Court. But we have people that do one thing and say something completely different, right? So they'll talk about being uh, con constitutional integrity. They'll talk about wanting to preserve American values and to, to have constitutional integrity in our nation and in our communities. But they do the complete opposite. They say the complete opposite to create conflict and chaos. And I almost feel like it's it's designed that way, right? There's opportunity in chaos. And and in the election, and we had we had what I, what I call the small cons and the big con. The big con resulted in the theft of the election, and the small cons are the things that we chase, right? Like the Ruby Freemans of of Georgia who are putting right. ballots through there. Maybe that had an effect on it. But more importantly, the bigger effect on these elections is that the machines are actually doing the stealing. And we have to identify and we, we have to just accept that and get rid of the machines. If we had an election going into 2022 without machines, imagine what the outcome would be. Imagine. I mean, it, this the is a big slide. thing. It, 
it would be a land it would be a landslide and we would see that tens of millions of ballots are being manufactured that's why they don't want to do audits if that's the right. system is designed and to do audits and it's designed for transparency in the american people then why are they making audits and transparency for the american people bad <laughs> Gee, Joe, I think that question is rhetorical. It answers itself, don't you think? Yeah, I mean, like, clearly they they don't because they don't want you to know the truth. They don't want you to know the truth. They've made this. They, it, it's it's sort of like all these agency names. Everything sounds friendly or whatnot, but in fact, it always has the exact opposite a consequence of what their agency designed to do, or they claim it's designed to do. The exact opposite is what always happens. They make things seem so much more complex than it really is. And the fact of the matter is. You know, if you really if you really audited everything, the the overwhelming evidence points to a Trump landslide, potentially in all 50 states, at least 49, I believe. Um, I don't know about you, but I, I would I would take even, you know, 45 states for sure for Trump. That's how much of a landslide it would have been. And that's not just conjecture. This is what we're getting back in terms of all the different people that have audit teams out there, whether they're doing canvassing, which I think has been fantastic. What Liz Harris started in terms of the canvassing and it's taken like wildfire across the country. People are going out and knocking on doors and they're proving that there was 20 people voting from an address that didn't live there. There's empty vacant lots that had 50 people voting. This, we're, we're learning this stuff in droves. We're finding about how they bust people in. I mean, and those stories, people anecdotally saw a witness. We have affidavits of eyewitness accounts of bus after bus after bus unloading people that are going from precinct to precinct voting. These, this is all, you know, sworn affidavits. People go to jail for lying about this stuff. You think we have thousands and thousands of people lying on affidavits would risk their lives to go to jail? Yeah. I, Do we? No, we don't. I mean, there's over 5,000 right. affidavits, right? Correct. And, and Correct. So, so here's the other part, and, and I want to bring it back to this, because as a system architect, I mean, as, as someone that's an expert in that field, and you could say, Joe, uh, you're an expert. Okay, well, I, not many people have built a company the way I built it. They just, they didn't, Right. But it comes down to this. You have 20 people that voted from a specific address, right? That, that, that weren't there. They didn't live there. 20 people voted from there, right? We know that the voter rolls get, get bloated. Go up to an election, they blow it up, and then they come back down right afterwards, or purge right afterwards, right? Mm -hmm. That happens. We're, we're actually examining that. So I know for a fact, I know for an absolute fact that you don't need somebody to stuff ballot boxes, you don't need an, a, a web of people to do that. You need machines. And what happened in Maricopa County with the boxes being open means that all they had to do is square up the vote. They knew in the machines, which is why they did not actually release the router information. Because if you have the router right. information, listen, all I have to do is have something this big, right, that has all the voter mm -hmm. information once I know when the polls are closed, I know who has voted. Do you know what else I know, Ann? I know who hasn't voted. So right. I can take those voter rolls, I can fill in the gaps, I can create images out of thin air. I can do that. And then I can literally layer all that information on top of it, and now I have legitimate people that are in the voter rolls that I've actually put inside of the system. So I can blow right. it by hundreds of thousands of ballots and no one would ever know That's no right. one would ever know and by the way this, this except 
except that when you look at the voting history of these people on the register voter rolls and you see that John Smith hasn't voted in 10, 15 years and yes. all of a sudden John Smith votes. Same with Susie Q and, and Peter Paul and Mary and da da da. That's when you start to see that data. Bobby Python's talked about it. Doug Frank's talked about it. Dr. Frank, whatever. I mean, this is um, Seth Phil Keschel, Waldron, Seth Keschel. Phil Waldron. The, the, you know, these are, this is such clear cut evidence of voter fraud. And then if you go and poll those people and call them, did you vote? And they're like, no. <laughs> it's like, well, they canvassed, you know, these same people that claimed that they were, that they voted in the election and find out, no, they never voted. So who voted for him? Well, we now know. The machine was, voted you know, for him. The machine voted for him. And I'm telling you right now, you don't need more than one person. And if what I'm saying is wrong, if what I'm saying is wrong, then why does mathematically everything align to an algorithm that would allow this to happen? Why, why is there data centers over in Serbia? Why are there the guys that are writing code in Serbia? Right. Let's talk about Dominion specifically. Why is George Soros on the same floor as Dominion happened to be in, in Canada? Canada. I mean, we're not that stupid, but we're not listening to the facts. We're just not. That's right. That's right. The facts are simple. The machines are what actually causes the fraud. The machines. The machines are the problem. The fact that it goes from Dominion, ES&S, and all that to Seidel and Seidel to Edison and Edison to the mainstream media, and the fact that that changes through time, and you had the Edison Zero that happened where it systematically went through all 50 states and reloaded and then lowered statistics on one side and raised them on the other, I'm telling you, Ann, it's 100% in the machines. 100%. Well, yeah, you're familiar with the AVID system, right? The teleprompter system? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. AVID also connects to all Secretary of State's offices as well. Yeah. So they know, they can tell, and they. that's why you have Fox News calling elections on the West Coast at 3 o'clock East Coast time saying, oh, the West Coast went for Biden. Well, <laughs> really? How? You know what I mean? They're calling an election at noon Pacific time or three, whatever. It's not even close to the polls closing and they're calling the election because they know they're going to program it. So, you know, and, again, and, I don't, I almost wonder, do you think, do you think we have a crisis of caring in this country at this point, Joe and, and, and Max, do you think people just don't care anymore? They just want to be left alone. They don't want to hear any of this noise. Are they sick of it. In Texas. I mean, I think there's two ways. I think when it comes to like coronavirus, definitely people are just done with it. They're just going on about their lives. The election integrity stuff, I I think we're reaching that point. I think that people are starting to get so discouraged over the lack of action. I mean, we we, were talking about Arizona. Arizona has a Republican legislature. We talk about Brnovich. He's been sitting on this information for how long? He has plenty of time to release nunchuck videos. He doesn't seem to have any time to present evidence to a grand jury. You look at Georgia. Georgia has a Republican legislature. They have a Republican governor. They have a Republican secretary of state. Down the line, it's all Republicans. And not only have they not even moved the line at all, but Joe Biden was there yesterday giving a speech on how he thinks he's going to be able to overturn the minimal uh election integrity laws that Georgia passed last year. So Biden obviously feels comfortable enough to go to Georgia and give a speech about how he's going to overturn their laws. And the Republicans aren't even fighting back in Georgia. So I, I think it's too far. the same bird. Their wings are the same bird. And frankly, if, if HR one, which, and I told you what's going to happen on Monday, spontaneous riots, they're going to go back to the streets. You're going to a resurgence of what you saw with BLM and Antifa. That is all going to happen come 
January 17th. Mark my words. And they are planning it. They are planning it right now, and they're going to act like it's spontaneous, and then they're going to put thousands of people on the street to do the same thing. And frankly, there are thousands of, of patriot groups across the nation that are saying, if they get on the street, we get on the street with them, and the police are going to have to make a decision on who they protect, the terrorists or us. So that being said, isn't it interesting that in Washington, D.C. now, they are effective, uh, when, when is it, January... God, when is it? It's like right before. So March, so January 23rd, there's going to be a march on DC, uh, a Patriot March on DC. Yeah. And they've put, they've instituted a, uh, you've got to be vaccinated if you want to go inside any establishment at all in DC. And I, I can't recall the effective date, but I don't believe it's before January 17th. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> so, and you know why? Because like they're 20th or something. And they're going to do it in every, they're going to do it in multiple states. And they have a concerted effort to put BLM. I'm saying it right now. Guys, it is January 12th. It is five days before it. I have insider information yeah. from a, ra from, I don't want to say radical leftist, from someone that's a leftist who's been a part of these conversations who said to me, Joe, this, can't, this is not right. Yeah. This is not, what they're doing is not right. And you need to know about this. And everyone needs to scream from the top of the building that you're telling everyone this right now, that this is going to happen on January 17th and that they're going to have these spontaneous. Because I got to tell you, Pay attention to it. Pay attention to it because this is a concerted effort by the radical left to institute HR1. And that is what's going to happen. And they're going to use Martin Luther King Day. They're going to pee on his grave, basically, to try and mm -hmm. push people to pass HR1. So and then you'll have Republicans that clamor in the and act like they're scared. And, oh, I'm stopping them from passing HR1 as they try to pass HR1. That is a, the shot heard across the bow will be on January 17th. Mark my words. Well, isn't it, isn't it interesting, though, that this whole HR1 thing started to really um, take up steam? They ditched Build Back Better, uh, which was an abysmal failure, thank God. Yeah. But they ditched that in terms, and they said, we're going to refocus on voting rights because they need to federalize these elections because they need to steal them all. They need the federal government to control it all. They can consolidate everything into one place, right? So then the yep. machine voting and the theft becomes a lot easier, doesn't it, guys? If you do that, but it's there, this is getting into a climax now on two things. One, they, I think they believe the that we have the evidence and they're afraid of the door that evidence is going to walk through, which is yeah. this case that we talked about earlier in the show, the civil rights action, which will allow all evidence to be heard to prove, okay, you say your votes are disenfranchised, civil rights were violated. Awesome. Show us how you know this. Boom. 50 states flood the Supreme Court with evidence. Yeah. Machines. Can I take a break? Otherwise. Got to take a break real quick to remind everyone this podcast is sponsored by Air Med Care Network. Air Med Care Network, the premier insurance plan to cover you and your household. Should any of you suffer a medical emergency and need to be airlifted to a hospital, we don't get to decide when a disaster strikes. We don't get to decide how we go to the hospital. And anyone who's ever been taken by an ambulance knows that it's incredibly expensive and your insurance won't always pay for it. They're going to fight tooth and nail to not pay for it. Well, it gets even more expensive when you go by helicopter. And thanks to Biden inflation, it's even more than it was the last time we talked about this. So sign up with Air Make Care Network. And their whole deal is when you sign up, it costs as little as $85 a year. And it gives you coverage for your entire household, you, your spouse, and children who live with you. $85 for a whole year. And should any of you need to be airlifted to a hospital, as long as you're flown by an AMCM provider, you won't pay one cent for that flight. And they fly over 100,000 patients a year. So make sure you go to the link in our description up on the screen, airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily, and use promo code daily. And when you sign up as an Air Med Care Network member, you're going to get 
up to $50 back in the form of a Visa or Amazon gift card with every new membership. So again, go to airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily and use promo code daily to get up to $50 back. Dan, you were talking about that, that case to get to the Supreme Court. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if the Supreme Court's going to act. I mean, it's it's like pulling oh. teeth trying to get them to to decide that the government's not allowed to compel people to inject something into their bodies as a condition of putting food on the table. I mean, we're, we're still waiting for that. You think that would be instantaneous? But no, Maybe. we're still waiting for them to rule on that. I don't know if they're going to rule on this. I don't think they. I don't think they want to touch it. And it's unfortunate. Well, I, don't, I don't think they will. So that's the that's the bigger argument. That's the bigger discussion here, isn't it, gentlemen? If the Supreme Court won't hear a case on civil rights, a federal law which gives that case standing, if they won't hear this because they don't want to have the evidence in their court, then where does that leave us as a country to have our grievances redressed anywhere? What do we do? Do we go back to what the founding fathers wrote for the Declaration of Independence? Those first couple of really priceless paragraphs where it says we have the alter the right to alter or abolish the current government and start over based on the framework of the constitution. I mean, are we there? This is why I ask these questions because if we don't get if we don't get heard, forget justice. If they won't even hear the case in the Supreme Court, where are we as a country in terms of being able to have our concerns and grievances on what happened be redressed, heard? Well, we tried to redress the grievances on January 6th and it was infiltrated by the FBI and you had agitators like uh, Ray Epps who literally tried to call for violence, call for people to go into the Capitol. And now we find out that he's just one of the provocateurs that is protected by the FBI. He's protected. The FBI. How is, right. how is, how is that even possible? It's not possible except for people are, are enamored with money and power. And I see that thirst that is unquenchable on both sides of the aisle. And I hope the judiciary can do something, but based on what John Roberts did way back when we had standing on the case that came out of Texas, and he said, they're rioting in the streets, we, we're not gonna hear this case, right? Th that should have been the, the indication of where we are as a nation. And people look at that as that's a turning point. And people, people are like, I mean, they have long memories and they're remembering right. these things. But I pray to God that that, and maybe we should just do a whole prayer visual on that particular case that that uh, Clarence Thomas has the has the fortitude to push that through so that the evidence can be heard. I think that we need to lift this case up as in the public consciousness as much as possible right now, because in my humble opinion, again, I'm not a lawyer, I'm not a doctor, <laughs> I'm not any of these things, but I'm a pragmatist. I look at things through the lens of, well, what really makes sense here? If that doesn't have any sense in standing, then I frankly don't know what we do. We've got to, you know, we the people better be sitting outside of every capital and every state saying, hey, guys, you better listen to what we're saying and you better start looking at the evidence that people are bringing you. You represent us. Let's let we have to remind you how you govern. You govern because we consent to have you govern us based on what we want, which is why when I endorse like a political candidate for an office, they have if I don't hear them saying, well, these aren't my ideas. These aren't my issues. These are what I'm hearing from the people when I talk to them. These are their issues and concerns, and I prioritize these issues based on what the people are saying. If I'm not hearing that from people, then I'm not interested in that candidate because they're doing it for their own, what's personally good for them. They're not listening. They're not governing like they should, which is basically taking the information from the people around them and presenting it forward and, and making that the initiative. So if we, can't, uh, if we can't get heard in the Supreme Court, then I think the only thing left to do is literally go to state by state and um, hopefully get this adjudicated properly through the state senates where they're here they have a trial hear the evidence and if uh if it doesn't work then that i you know i don't know at what point 
we can depend on elections anymore because if we can't get rid of the machines, what are we doing? We're just continually going around in the circle here. Well, well, I think that the round in the circle part is absolutely correct. And we talk about this every day. And I committed in that we would talk about at least, I don't care what the subject was, we would always bring back in the consequences for selection and not elections. And that's what's happened in correct. our country for decades. And the fact that we've had our head in the sand, we've got to start paying attention to what's happening in our, our communities and in our nation. I mean, right, right now, it, it, every day we have to be parroting the same message that is truth. And, and this is one of the things, Dan, that um, I think that we, to collectively, people like you, people like um, um, uh, in the Matrix, I mean, it, it doesn't matter. All of the different groups that are, on, mm -hmm. that are online need to come together. And every single day, we have to have a message that, hey, we're going to share this message. We have to have a unified right. message that's talking the same way. And it's also giving each other, um, uh, you know, saying, hey, look, don't, don't listen to me. Go talk to Ann. Don't listen to me. Go talk to Jeff. Go, talk, go get go, Joe Rogan. But everyone has to talk the same language of truth instead of trying to be the one outside that talks about everything else. And we have such, we don't have any unification of truth across our movement or even across the, Amer I call it the American movement, because th frankly, there's some Democrats that are doing some great work on the election integrity side. There are, right? I won't mention yeah. them on the show. You, but you can probably <laughs> count them. You can probably count them on like one or two fingers. But yeah. maybe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm with you on that, Joe. I feel like we have not done a good job of unifying. I do remember being at a, the very first Health and Freedom Conference, and in the media room, General Flynn came in and sat all the media people down, all the new media folks down, and said, "Okay, guys, listen up. You guys." have got to work together because we are getting drowned out by the mainstream media. And until you, if you guys don't figure out how to play nicely in the sandbox and not care who has more viewers, more listeners, more whatever, if you guys can't share guests and start sharing the message concurrently across all the platforms. We have to create our own, like we say, 4 a.m. talking points based on the facts, share the facts out and go, hey guys, we kind of think this week, this is the hot, hot story. Let's all be talking about it. You can still talk about other things, but make sure we're all talking about A. Whatever A is, let's push it. I think for the most part, people are we're smart enough to figure out what A is and push that. But at the same token, we are, and, and then we're not being gracious to say, hey, I got this great guest. And there's podcasters I know out there that'll call me and go, hey, I had this awesome guest. You should have them on your show. And I reciprocate and kind of go, hey, you should have this person on your show because this is a really important message. Like Bianca Gracia, who has been sort of behind the scenes with Kelly Sorrell on this whole civil rights case. This is the case that she's been talking about for freaking six months and nobody would listen to her. And now we're here. I'm like, oh my God, she's totally right. This is the case. This is, in my opinion, the case that gets us in the door to get all the evidence in the door, whether it's what you're talking about, Joe, or what Doug Franks or Bobby Pite or Seth Keschel or Conservative Watch or Defend Florida, whoever cares. Citizens Restoring Liberty. I don't care who's got good evidence. Let's get it into a place where it can be heard. And then we'll find out what the Supreme Court's made of, whether or not we actually have anything left in this government that is standing by the Constitution for we the people. Because if not, if we find out that the Supreme Court won't listen to this, we have a much, much bigger problem on our hands. And that's a conversation that um, I, I don't feel comfortable even going on this podcast talking about right now. I think we've got to think clearly through that. Well, I tell you what, I don't advocate for violence unless we're at war. And at what point we're at war... Right then I advocate for violence. And I tell people that and they go, oh, you're advocating for war. No, I'm not. I'm advocating for accountability. 2022 is the year of accountability. 
we get to the bottom of it, we, we, we start settling in on sensibilities and what we know. We start settling in on the, on the evidence of what we know. We watched yesterday as Fauci lied. He got on to, uh, the, into the, the deal and he said, no, 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 Rand Paul, you have, Dr. Paul, you have absolutely just mischaracterized what, what I wrote. And then we stopped it and Max, what do we do? We put it up on screen and we're like, okay, here's the email where you said, that's what you're doing. You emojied a smiling face when they called them fringe epidemiologists, which is, these guys are from Stanford, Harvard. <laughs> they're not, there's nothing fringe about them. And now they're angry. Now, 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 the, now the, these people have become so angry that they've red-pilled themselves because they're like, this is stupid. This is absolutely, right. this is ignorant, right? So, right. but, but we, we see as they lie, 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 and we have to do, we, we have to literally come to the understanding that here's the truth. And we have to constantly talk about the truth, constantly talk about the truth. And right. we do have to stand together. And I, and I, I got yelled at because I'm like, I'm going to have Joe and General Flynn on the show. And they're like, ah, oh, you can't have him on the show. And I go, yes, I can. I absolutely can. And somebody called because I said, I want to have you guys on the show. And they're like, you can't have him on the show. And I'm like, what's well, my show? I can have anybody exactly. I want, right? But it's this, it's this picking teams thing that I'm just not good at. I'm, I'm very loyal. I'm ridiculously loyal. I just won't do the team thing because we're on the same team. We're on the American team. Amen. Amen. There is uh, some, um, I don't know. I think, I do think that, frankly, we, we have some hope on the horizon. It's just a matter of whether or not um, the American people choose to look at it. And I, I, you know, going back to Max, what you were showing us in terms of the, the actual chart of how many people, Democrat versus Republican, actually think Biden is a legitimately elected president. I think people are victims of their own cognitive dissonance uh, because they believe Biden represents something to them, whatever that is that they want it to be. Um, just like a lot of people put President Trump up there, they treated him like a deity, right? They thought Trump can do anything. He can do it all. And, you know, as long as we have Trump, we're fine. And people just went back to sleep. You know, they love going to the rallies because it made them feel good. But really, what, majoritively speaking, did the American public do to really help President Trump besides just go to social media? You know, did we see a massive change in Congress of true MAGA candidates during his four years? No, not really. You know, are we seeing it now? I think, yeah, we're seeing more now because people are finally realizing what they lost. Maybe that's what had to happen. I don't know. Could be. But um, I do think that people are, are, are leaning in that direction. Are we going to be able to tip that point in 2022? I don't know because Joe come, and Max, it comes right back down to, can we get rid of these freaking machines that are creating all the problems? Um, that's going to be the test of time. And that's, I think, going to lie squarely either in the state senates and their attorney generals of the states, if they'll look at this evidence, or in the judiciary, we only need uh, how many how many electoral votes do we need to to, to uh, delete before we can nullify the election? Get it down below two seventy about four states, right? Yeah, Basically, 31. Arizona, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, and Georgia, potentially. Yeah, yeah. but I, I don't think that there's a, there's no there's no I don't know if we can go backwards, but what we can do is we can start undoing some of the some of the state elections, like the the Senate race in Georgia, get that overturned because that was absolutely fraudulent. Um, but right. I, I don't know if there's a constitutional argument for removing Biden. I just think we can do it by by removing him based on impeachment by um, at, at the Senate and the, and the House of Reps. 
I don't know. Look, I, I don't know. Fraud dictates everything, guys. 1868, USA versus Throckmorton. Fraud vitiates everything. If there was fraud, then I believe that that election for the United States president can be overturned. If you can prove fraud, which is what we're talking about, why not? Fraud vitiates everything. Look it up. 1868. I, I agree. I Look, I agree with you. I just, I have literally tried to find a pathway back to go back a year and a half, and I just haven't seen one, right? I mean, I, I, there's a lot of cases out there that would, sh but that would do that and that would do that at a state or even federal level, but nothing that shows precedent on a on a. And maybe that's what you need is a precedent on the, the president. This the might States. be the case. This might be the precedent we set. You know, you I'm not disagreeing with you, <laughs> you know? at all. I just uh, you know yeah. I see it and I go. I'm trying to find a way where where someone could put their neck out there and not be have it cut off. And I I don't think there's a lot of courage in our judiciary that's my that's my biggest concern is there's not a lot of courage i think the fact that this case is still sitting on clarence thomas's desk shows he has an enormous amount of courage right now that he's yeah. not, and it's all under seal so the the key tams the one that you should put up on your screen that's the first key tam that was um presented on november 22nd after the original case filing on uh, august 9th so this key tam was november 22nd incidentally that happens to be jfk's assassination anniversary which is interesting but um i do believe that uh I, I do believe we've we've got to just find those people that have the moral courage and we've got to support them. And I think, you know, Clarence Thomas needs to be supported. I think he needs to be supported. He's a, a black Supreme Court justice. This is a case on civil rights. Um, remember when he was going through the nomination process, what Joe Biden did to him? Yep. Remember that? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I, yeah. I didn't want to talk about it. It's so disgusting. But this is course it would be joe biden but this is where we are i mean we've got you know this man has weathered the storm to be where he's at right now let's help him and support him and give him the moral courage he needs because you got sotomayor who really just so fell on her face what a, if i was a latina i'd be furious you know you talk to someone like bianca garcia she's irate over sotomayor with her you know lies that's that's not a mistake that was a bull-faced lie how many kids are in the hospital there's not a hundred thousand kids in the hospital with coronavirus that's bunk it's total bs yeah. So but she, she basically lied about that. So, you know, we've got a, the Supreme Court's in crisis. Our executive branch is in crisis. Our entire country is in crisis right now. So those people that find that moral courage to do the right thing on the letter of the law, let's support them. I think that's where we need to take this energy, support them to do the right thing. We, I believe Joe and Max, we have enough evidence. You've said it. We have it all. Knowing we have the facts and the data, let's go and find the people that we know we can support. Brnovich is God knows doing what with that. You know, some people say he needs till March to go through it. Maybe he does, but I don't know if I want to wait to March. If we can get a case in front of the Supreme Court and get that, get that in, you know, if we can get parallel tracks of things happening in different areas, whether it's judicial or it's the AG level or it's the state Senate level, I'm all for it. Let's get them all going. Let's get them all going. Well, Stop we, shooting the message. well, we are out of time. And, and it is always great um, to have you on the show. I want to tell you this, though. They can find you at steeltruth.com. Steeltruth.com. Yeah, we have a brand new website. It's almost polished and ready to go. It's absolutely incredible. Really, really good job. And the people that built it for us are with the Patriot Impact. Amazing organization, by the way, patriotimpact.com. Um, tell them we sent you because they're awesome. But they did our website. That's coming out. We're going to be launching that pretty soon. And then... Uh, Liz and I, my business partner, who's the producer for the show, she and I are going to be out and about doing more boots on the ground work than studio work the next quarter because we're going to go where it's at and we can go live. We've got like TV truck software now we've invested in and 
So we're like a little mini satellite TV truck. We can go live anywhere across all of our platforms. And I'm really excited about it. So hope awesome. to see you guys out there. Well, I tell you, the work that you do is amazing. I listen to your podcast. I listen to your podcast. I listen to your show literally all the time, podcast and otherwise. I'm I'm on your website. I kind of stalk you because I get some really good, good uh, information from you. And I love the fire. I love the fire. So keep Ditto. doing it. Back at you, gentlemen. Yeah. You're awesome. You guys right, are that, awesome. Thank hey, you. Get that meeting scheduled so we can get everybody in the room. All right. I tried. I'm gonna, Nobody I'm gonna listen to me. So I'm going to start sending I'll the emails today. I'm going to send the emails today yeah. because I think we need to get that meeting going. You're right. Let's do yeah. it. Yeah. And just say fence post Joe is in because that's what I was called. Was <laughs> turtle Joe, the turtle yeah. on the fence. I'm not, on fe I'm not on the fence. I told everybody I, I like you. everybody. And until you prove yourself, now you turn that musket towards me, see what happens. I mean, that, at that point, <laughs> I'll, I'll throw you on your neck. No, but I mean, literally, I, I'm, a, I'm easy. I've never started a fight. I finished a whole lot of them. And I give people a lot of grace because I do know they're getting fired at from a lot of different places. See, when they fire at me once or twice, I'm like, look, I, I can take it, right? But I do think that we need to get in a room, have a conversation. And if we got to get the, the ropes out and let people get on the mat, I have an advantage. But I'll, I'm in. I'll do that, right? That's awesome. All right. Good God deal. bless you, Lynn. Gentlemen, thank, thank you. you. All right. Thanks, Dan. <clears throat> so you want to do the you, yeah she's amazing she's amazing yeah and and frankly i'm going to do this nationalized deal i'm gonna do it i mean i'm gonna do it i'm not paying 52 cents on every dollar to the government anymore and i think that every single person in the united states should do the thing where they get away from being a part of a system that steals from them and that makes them have to make a decision where first of all, you can't have kids because you can't afford to have kids. You got to send you know, your wife and you have to go to, to work and you have to work in separate places. You don't get to see each other. There's no maturization of your relationship, which is why, you know, divorce is at a, at, at a all time high. You yeah. can't take care of your kids. If you take your kids to daycare, it's as expensive as what you're getting paid. It's, it's 20, 30, 40% of the average wage that you after, after taxes that you take home anyway. So it's like you're going to work for what? To work for not, not minimum wage. You're not working for minimum wage. You're working for less than minimum wage in many cases because you have to pay for childcare. It's not The system needs to be completely gutted, and we need to stop supporting a system that destroys the American dream and supports the American value system. Yeah, no. Well said. Well, uh, before we go, I want to tell anyone, if you like this T-shirt, which you haven't been able to see, whole time because it's been a little bit below you can go to store.conservative-daily.com go put that up on the screen we have tons of good shirts available on our store this one is the one i'm wearing right now uh, i gotta move my camera down so people can actually see it, it just looks like i'm wearing a blank red t-shirt um, but check us out at store.conservative-daily.com lots of good conservative apparel whether you want to support our channel with one of our logo or podcast shirts sweatshirts also a bunch of anti-biden stuff just check it all out there at store.conservative-daily.com Pro-American, not anti-Biden. Pro-American. Uh, oh, a little bit both. A little bit both. If it's pro-American, it is definitely anti-Biden. I just wanted to be... That's true. I just wanted to go through the door on the positive. That's a fair positive. description. Yeah. That's true. That's very true. Biden's well, trash. Well, that's it. Effluvium. Do you, want to re do, you, do you want to read it again, or do you want me to take I, it away? I, I would love to read it again, only they okay. took my readings away. Can somebody give me the readings really quick? Come on, run it to me, run it to me, run it to me. So that has been it for this episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. If you want to follow us, follow us on Rumble at Conservative Daily. You can also follow us on Telegram at Conservative Daily. You can follow Max at, at Max J. McGuire. You can follow mm -hmm. me at Joe Oatman on Telegram. I'm also on Getter. 
Uh, Getter's going to be my new hangout and home. I'm also back on Parlor. Uh, I know that people have been bugging me about getting back on Parlor and making sure that I'm communicating on there. It's hard to keep up with all these different platforms. Um, I am kicked off of Facebook, and we are no longer posting on Facebook. Um, you can see us live at con on uh, conservative-daily.com, DLive, Twitch. Uh, DLive, Twitch. Sorry, they're telling me to go over here. Yeah, DLive, Twitch, uh, Frank Speech, and CloudHub. Frank Speech being one of my favorites. Obviously, yeah. I always like to support my pillow and support anything Mike Lindell's doing as he's standing up for the American values and for you individually. You can find us also in the audio version. Uh, so you can save up to 66% with CD21. Uh, code CD21. Yes, yeah, see, I butchered it every time. At my pillow. Huh? At my pillow. At my pillow, yeah. At my pillow. Um, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Podbean, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and Audible. Please subscribe and give us a five star review. Very important. Um, yeah, very Subscription important. and five star review are very important, especially so on Apple Podcasts. We can just do this together. Share this yeah. episode because there's a lot of people that actually need to hear it. You have to become an ambassador for truth. It takes that first step, stepping out and then having a conversation. But make sure that you're educated on the issues. Make sure you're not just getting all your information from TikTok videos, from Fox News. Dig below the surface. You'll find out in a whole lot. Um, if you need a reminder, we go live. You can text the word freedom to 89517. And also, just so you know, for last week, go back and get those episodes on mm -hmm. Apple Podcasts because there's um, four or five that were, that were pushed out in the same day. So just make sure you've heard them. We have some great information in many of those, and it's relevant. Including the one with Dr. Shiva. The one with Dr. Dr. Shiva. Yeah, go back there, and yeah. see it. Yeah. 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 So um, that's it for this episode of Conservative Day. Can I add one little bit? Yeah. One little bit. If you appear on our podcast as a guest and you give us screenshots to put on our show, if we subsequently use those screenshots with another guest to talk about your findings, don't issue a copyright strike against our channel. That's a violation of U.S. copyright law, and uh, it's not very fun. Just yeah, generic. Well, not going to name names. Just generic. Attorney. We'll send it to the attorney. It'll be fun. I like fights. Well, that's going to be it for this edition of the podcast. My name is Max McGuire. My name is Joe Oltman. Remember, everyone, the fight to take back our country isn't over yet, but the only way we win is if we all stamp and fight together. <laughs>